Thank you, Ramoisha Harwitz, for sponsoring this episode in honor of the engagement of your brother, Levi. Sometimes I did that. I did two lines. So it kept me going and I finished my sentence. The time spent in regret is actually a tikkun for whatever you're regretting. Regret plus action equals success. The Yetzirah is anything that holds you back from serving Hashem. When you act in haste, you sometimes make mistakes. Biruchim Aboyim. Welcome everyone. We're about to begin, Bezaz Hashem, another episode of Teres the Chat. The uh, Teres the Chat mugs were sponsored by my friend Ramoisha Horowitz, who's actually the sponsor of this episode. Thank you, Ramoisha Horowitz, for sponsoring this episode in honor of the engagement of your brother Levi. And uh, may this Simcha bring many more Simchas. Mazel, Bracha, Tzlacha, Baruch Hashem, it's a big Simcha, Levi Zechusen. Shkoyach Ramoisha for sponsoring. This week we'll be looking at Parshas Vayechi. Vayechi. That's a great Parsha. Nothing, nothing to do with the Lubavitch one, right? No, no, that's Yechi. We're, doing, we're talking Vayechi. Vayechi, Yaakov. Some Chassidim say Vayechu. So I'm very excited uh, for, for 5781, which we're going to start with 5781, three years ago. Because this is a very interesting one. I, I can relate to it very much. What's the title? What's the title of it? The title is Personalities and Growth. And the uh, Rebbe Vigdor discusses the, the, the end of the very sad part when Yaakov is leaving the world. And the Medrash says that when he was looking around at his kids, he was actually very, very, very sad. And he said, what's going to happen when I leave this world? I am the father of the Shvutim. I kept everyone together. And now they're all so different. Everyone looks different. Everyone had yeah, a some of them. Some of them say Shvutim. Some of them say, say Shvatim. Some, some of them say Shvatim. Shvatim. And Parshas Vayechi, Parshas Vayechu, you know, it's... Uh... The, the common denominator was that they were part of this very big holy family. And no matter how they dressed or how they looked or... Or what their their personality or, or or career was, they were Yaakov's sons. They were there for Pesach and for Sikkis and for Hanukkah. They were all there by their father, and he was the glue that kept them together. So what's going to happen when he goes? So at that time, when Yaakov cried out to Hashem, the brothers said, "Shema Yisrael, listen, our father." And what they said was that it's true. We're all very different. But Hashem Elokeinu Hashem Echad, we all believe in 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 one in one God. We're all uh, Yidden, and in that uh, and that's the glue that keeps us together. And it's not that we're brothers, fathers, mothers. We're all Yidden, and no matter what, and no matter how long we're going to be in Gulas for, and no matter what we look like and where we're from, we are all brothers. That's a beautiful, beautiful uh, takeaway from this week's parsha. Right, and he in the in the actual booklet, um, he builds it up. It's part one, part two, and part three. In part one, the the booklet discusses the the uniqueness of the different shvatim, how they were all different, and he says that. They had different tchunas. There's tchunas anafish, and then there's midas that a person has. So the tchunas anafish means a person's nature. The midas is something that you can work on. It's how you express your nature. But your actual nature, that's 
what you're born with, that doesn't change. So the 12 Shratim, they all had different natures. And that's what he's talking about. So this is, this is I mean, in, in, in human interaction with other people, we see this. There's certain people, you say, oh, that guy's so aggressive, right? So aggressive, it's a certain, it's a certain nature that a person has. It can be used in a negative sense when, when it's aggression used against other people. But you have somebody who's very aggressive to meet his goals. You have somebody who's a, the Gemara says he, he's an achzer on himself. He's an achzer on himself and his family. And instead of making a lot of money, he sits in Bismedish all day. So you have a, a, a tchuna, you have to know how to take it. When, when, when somebody notices something negative about himself, it's not like, oh, this negative thing, I have to erase it. And I have to, sometimes what you perceive as a negative quality, it may be expressed in a negative middah, but it's actually a tchuna, a certain part of your nature that you have to know how to adapt to and how to how to use it properly. So I think that's an important uh, Someone piece. said, Rav Yoel Locks brought from somewhere, he said that Rav Yaka Yosef as Echav, that sometimes there's a certain personality, a certain tzaddik, a certain yid that has a mahalach that maybe his uh, his brothers don't recognize his mahala, but he has a own his own unique direction in life, and he knows what that is, and he doubles down on that, and he dedicates his life to it, obviously, um, in the right way, and that's uh, I guess there's a little bit of a tie-in over here that and that's and that's no and that's that's what part two of this booklet was about, where Rabbi Miller takes the the various gedoli Yisrael that we had over the generations. And he talks about how each of them was unique. He talks about Rashi. Miller was one of his favorite subjects. How much we love Rashi, how much we appreciate Rashi. We wouldn't have been able to learn Gemara without Rashi. And um, and then he goes down. He goes later on. He says the Balshemtov came along. The Balshemtov changed the face of Judaism. He says he injected a fire into the Jews of Europe. Because nowadays you can't really see the difference. It's not me saying it. Ramilla says it. He says Hasidim are. It's not Masnagdim. It's not Hasidim. It's all one big. But when the Balshemtov came along, he 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 had his unique personality and he injected it into into Judaism. And then of course Rabbi Miller goes. He says when when he as he lists this was Rabbi Miller's Mahalach. As he lists Gedolim, he of course never fails to mention Sarishnir. What a change she brought to to Klal Yisrael, and Rabbi Tzvichna Kaplan bringing Beis Yaakov over here to America. So Rabbi Miller appreciated them. He says, "How, like you said before, a, a, a woman like Sarah Schneer, which she wasn't Sarah Schneer. We remember our our grandmother was a Talmida of of Surah Schneer. Schneer, but but a, a a woman like that." In the place that she was to go, she went to, I think she went to Berlin or somewhere in Germany where she, where she was influenced by Reb Shamshin Rafal Hirsch, who was completely different from the Hasidische Krukova world that she was living in. And she had no problem bringing that back and, 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 and influencing the future of Kali Israel. That's what, that's what she did. I think I think the important note is that 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 I'm sure that she faced significant opposition, and she must have been called all types of names by all kinds of people. And we don't know and, that the, the the biographies today don't don't mention yeah, anything. They won't mention that. 
And this is not a this is not a definitely not a point that I want to you know uh, hammer on 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 Vigder's podcast. But um, there's definitely that aspect of of different shvatim having different uh, directions in life, and um, it, one doesn't always recognize the other ones. The common denominator is that we're all Eden and and uh, all part of a family. We have the same mission. Yeah, and 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 then part three of the book is just to, because it's just a, a nice lesson. So I'm um finishing up with it. He says that, but don't think you have to be a Sarish near to to change the whole world. You have to be a Rashi to be remembered forever, even if you're not remembered forever. But Hashem created a million rabbits in in Sheishes When He created the world, He created it with rabbits hopping around all over the place. But He only created one one human couple, only Adam and Chava. Why? Because to teach us this lesson, teach us that everybody has something unique. Everybody is important in this world. Everybody has something unique that he could bring to the world. So um, that's 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 the takeaway. The takeaway is: How are you unique? What are you doing? What's your message? What are you bringing to the world? Beautiful. Speaking beautiful, speaking beautiful. of Yodi Locks, by the way, you mentioned him earlier. People don't know who he is. Um, we we call him Rabbi Yehuda Shishiva Lax. He has a he has a he has a yeshiva. Yeah. Yeshiva is Bnei Avigdor. Forgot about he, that. He 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 is a, a an individual who before Tarius Avigdor came around, you know, when after Rabbi Miller passed away, he ran around to different talmidim of Rabbi Miller, asking them if they have tapes, recordings of his Gemara Shirim, and he went and he digitized digitized all those tapes. And he has a website called Avigdor, and um, together with me, we started a, a we call Yeshivas Bnei Avigdor, where we send out recordings, recordings of these Gemara Shirim that people today listen to and people appreciate it, people enjoy it. And um, you can find it on Torah anytime if you're watching on Torah anytime. You, you, you look at Rabbi Avigdor Miller, you'll see the Gemara Shirim. It's all Yodi Lax's credit. So. He, he he's he's someone who went out there and and he had a unique idea. He enjoyed Rabbi Miller's Gemara classes, and he said, "Let me bring it to the world. Let me bring it to others." And uh, that's that's something that everybody has something where they could where they could grab onto that that's their their avodah. Absolutely. I'll say one more thing on the subject. <laughs> when we first introduced Yeshivas Ben Avigdor, the the Gemara Shirim, the way we did it was we. Um, Rabbi Miller's Gemara Shirim were very unique in that it wasn't just a shir where he he taught Gemara. He it was a five minute Gemara shir, meaning he would teach for four minutes, and then for the other minute, he would he would ask the participants to read the Gemara to themselves. So first he would teach it, and then to make sure that you're actually learning it, you would say it over yourself. So what we did was we took all these five minute segments and we said you can learn a Masechta in five minutes a day. A Ram culture, Rabbi Miller Mahalach. You take five minutes a day, you listen to this five minute recording, <coughs> and eventually after a year we finish a whole Masechta, Masechta Smakis. Unbelievable. So then we did a 10 minute Kvias, 10 minutes a day in Masechta Sukkah. We did a 15 minute Kvias. We did, we did, we did various different programs mm. on the issue of Benayavigdin. But my point is that when we first uh, started this, we sent out an email to the Teresa Vigdor list that um, these five-minute Gemara recordings are available. So 
we sent out an email. We didn't know what to expect. I set up a new email address, gamaratarisreview.org, and to sign up, send an email, right? It went out such an email. So at that time, in, within the space of two hours, 600 different emails came in. Wow. So, so um, that's every 30 seconds, another email. 600 emails came in, people subscribing. So at that time, it, it hit me because I saw when you get so many emails in such a short period of time, I noticed that of the 600 emails, they were all different. All 600 emails. Somebody wrote, subscribe. Another person sent a message, subscribe to Gemara. Somebody else, please send me the five-minute Gemara recordings. Somebody else, send me Rabbi Miller's uh, Gemara Makis. It was, it was incredible to just see so many different, it's not six different messages, it's not 60 different messages, 600 emails, not a single, there, there weren't two that were the same. Wow. And, and that's exactly what we're talking about now, that this, every single person, the Gemara says there's 600,000 different, uh, every Cap single person thinks, thinks differently, thinks differently. They look different and they think different. And, and Hashem created us that way because each of us has what to bring to the table. I think, I think if there's one point that, that um, when anyone ever asks me for my opinion, um, not that often, but once in a while, that's really the point that I try to relate to others and, and I try to relate to myself, which is the biggest objective, is that we all have uh, unique talents and capabilities and you have to lean into it as much as possible. And it's, it's, that's the, the, the one email we got on this, on this podcast was, was the point you said earlier about going slowly. Um, that is lesson from Teresa Vigda is to, to, to Take on a small, small little bit, small little thing, and go slowly. For me, it actually kept it kept me learning for years. Before I started the DAF, um, the Rebbe Vigda's, um, uh, uh, I don't know if it's his model of learning. Obviously, he didn't learn that way, but he, he tells others to learn that way. He says, you start with two lines. If you need to learn two lines today, do two lines. Sometimes I did that. I did two lines. So it kept me going, and I finished Masechus. <clears throat> so, uh, yep. This is uh, this is the best. Masechta Sidevin. How long? How many years were you learning Masechta Sidevin? I did that in about three years, I think. There you go. <laughs> push, 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 push. I became push, famous. Push. I mean, I was living in Seagate at the time, and everyone around me knew that I was learning Sidevin because I, I was just going at it slowly. I had my Gemara with me everywhere I went. I did not develop the the strength to to go for hours, but I learned a little bit at a time until I knew it well. Yeah, but advice for anybody listening: choose an easier masechta. <laughs> I actually started with uh, with Nuzer because I, I thought that that's going to be uh, challenging. And I, I, you know, when I was in my early twenties, I think I started with Nuzer. But uh, Baruch Hashem, we're you know bit by bit. I think everyone Hashem gives you the uh, should give you the days and the and the years that that are needed. But anybody can do a little bit. Everybody can do a little bit of something. 5782, and this actually brings us to 5782, because 5782, Rabbi Victor talks about regret. And the reason why he talks about regret is because he says that Yosef did a, did a lot of crying. He did a fair amount of crying. When he, when he meets them later in life, th there seems to be a, a lot of sadness when there should have been a lot of happiness. Brothers finally came back in the, into his life. They reconciled. Everyone's, and, and I think Rabbi Victor talks about um, 
that you see you see you see people crying in happy times even uh, the, the Italians when when a bunch of Italian brothers meet up even though they come with knives sometimes at each other but but somehow um they're still they still they still have that that emotion they the brotherly emotion and and the answer he says is that and he just says it's not it's not the cries of regret it's not the cry of sorry it's not the cry of happiness it's not it's not a cry of emotion it's only you're overwhelmed right. you just start crying he says Yosef Atzadik wasn't overwhelmed it doesn't it's not how it works he 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 didn't get overwhelmed from anything he was crying it was tears of regret and I think I think about Victor actually he takes he takes the 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 Musser school of of regret and. And he makes it work very, very productively. The, in general, the concept of regret that a lot of people say, ah, don't regret. It's terrible. It's a terrible, it's a terrible middah to, to, to look back. And the truth is you have to look back. And he says that you should look back. You should have, you should have regret every night before you go to sleep. Before you not, go to sleep. not only regret. In the piece, he talks about, about yoga and about feeling sorrow, feeling, feeling, feeling bad. You should feel bad. He says, as you get up in the morning, make a little time to regret. Ah, yesterday, how much I could have accomplished at night. Regret that I say the wrong, the wrong, the wrong word to my wife, to my business partner. He doesn't say this, but uh, that I daven properly. And and at every morning, when you, when you wake up and you thank Hashem, have a little of regret because that's the, that regret is going to drive is going to drive the positive action, the reaction of uh, of uh, you know, opposing whatever actions happened yesterday. <laughs> he says, you made mistakes yesterday. You ran through davening the whole time you were on a safari in Africa. And when I read this, I was like, wait, what? Because today you do have safaris in Africa with Minyunim and Dafyoimi. <laughs> <laughs> you have it all in Africa. Um, I think Robert Victor couldn't predict that actually happening. But the regret is a very, very positive uh, tool. When you when you work with regret and you leverage regret, it's a tremendous tool, and and that's what Yasser was doing. Yes, I regret all those years that I did not spend uh, with my brothers and my family. I regret I regret that time, and I'm sad about it. And because I'm sad about it, I'm gonna I'm gonna focus on on using my time better in the future. I think that's that's the lesson from this parsha, from the in this parsha of regret. Right, and he he he. One 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 other thing that he says there is, he says you have sometimes about Chuva. Well, Chuva is very happy with himself. He feels good. Look, you know, my whole family is still secular. I'm about Chuva. I'm religious. Oh, so I didn't do this. I didn't do that. There's no. You never finish with your Chuva. You should always always keep doing Chuva. But uh, like you pointed out, I don't know if if. if if we're being so successful at bringing out the positive vibe there, if you read the actual booklet, there's in all this instruction for regret, as Rabbi Miller is telling us to keep regretting and to feel sorrow and to feel pain. It's, it's also somehow very positive how he's telling you, and, and this is a force this is a force for, for, for continued improvement. So you, you're proud of yourself. You regret, you're proud of yourself for regretting. It's sort of, it's a healthy way of of using your emotions, and he says that your happiness actually increases because regret becomes a way of becoming uh, successful. 
And uh, success breeds happiness, and happiness breeds success. I think there's also a piece there. I don't remember, but I think there's a there's also a piece there about the actual the the, the time spent in regret is actually a tikkun for for whatever you're regretting, right? So if you're regretting not uh, doing whatever you should have been doing, so the the time that you're spending in regretting, I wish I would have done that. So that's that, that, that's that's part of tshuva. That's and and. And it's important. It's, it's something we should do. It's funny. A lot of times people introduce themselves as Baal Tshuva. Hi, I'm Moshe. I'm a Baal Tshuva. And I say, hi, I'm Joel. And I'm not, you know, not a Baal Tshuva yet. So uh, that's, uh, if you you can harness regret. And essentially, regret we're, is not we're a... All, we're all Baal Tshuva, really. It's, uh, Are we? We We should be. Yeah. Yeah, some of us have more balay veir than balay shuva. Yeah, nobody nobody introduces himself, but I'm a balay veir. Right? I'm a balay <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, uh, yeah, but, but yeah, yeah. There's just a. I think my final my final thought on this was that that regret is not a is not a, a regret regret that without any action is leads to depression. Regret with action leads leads to success. That's it. Regret plus action equals success. But I, li- I like that adding the adding the uh, five seconds to Maidani and, and and just regretting yesterday. I think is a incredible tool. We're gonna try that. We have one more year. Five seven eight three. The subject of five seven eight three is peace of mind. You want to attain peace of mind? Just put on a Rabbi Miller tape. <laughs> fall asleep that's peace of mind you won't have any regret yeah so peace of mind 5783 uh why is it called peace of mind because of Riven, the Bechar. what did he tell what did he tell him he said he said uh, what yeah, yaakov told him on, on his on his deathbed uh he said pachas pachas kamayim altoisar you're not going to excel you're not going to become great when you do something in haste what do we what do we say um uh in Hal, right? What do we say? Animati Um when you do things fast and do th- I you know, I speak to people sometimes. I'm very surprised. I spoke to a guy, um, I believe it was about a sh- uh, coming uh, you know uh, sponsoring one of one of the shows, and he said, Excellent, very good, we'll do it, but I am going I'm going to I'm gonna to have to call you in the morning and give you my information. So I said, "Why? We're we're speaking now." He says, "I don't. Any decision I make, I first sleep on it, and then I act in the morning. Wow. Every decision." And he and he signed in the morning. He signed up in the morning, but he needs to sleep on it no, ma- no matter what, because this is this is a, a you know practical piece of advice that I can use. We don't act when you act in haste. You uh, you sometimes make mistakes, and Victor. Um, says that there's a Alfred... there's a story there in the in this in this booklet that uh, where Rabbi Miller talks about a a, uh, a somebody came to him that his his, his wife uh, separated and asking divorce you know and he says what do you mean what do you mean you separated he says I'm not living in the house anymore she she sent me out what do you mean she sent you out you hold on to the bedpost and you say I'm not leaving I'm 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 here I'm here to stay what do you mean she threw you out of the house how did she throw you out of the house 
So it's it, it's it's no, it's my house. There's a certain. Um, I think when it comes to the shul and bias lessons, I think there talks about that. That be quiet, relax, calm down. Don't answer anything when you're excited. Don't get excited. Don't be excitable. You don't have to react in the moment. Right now, she's saying, leave the house. Okay, I'll leave. I'll leave. Not right now. I'll leave soon. I'll go out tomorrow. <laughs> right now, I'm here. Yeah. And it's interesting that he brings up a very interesting point. He says that, um, he says to a certain extent, everyone is pachas kamayim. Uh, people are anxious and frightened and mixed up. And he says that this is objective of the Aitzahada. In other words, anger and getting nervous is not like a natural process necessarily. It's the Yitzhahada's creation to make you mavilvil and, and get you confused and get you excited, and then you make the wrong decision. You jump and you make the wrong decisions. That's actually my that's actually my The Muri says that you should work to to you should you should get you should get excited. You should get the Yitzhatov excited over the Yitzhara. You should get him get him involved in the fight. How do you do that? How, how do you do that? So the the people don't don't realize what the Yitzhara is. People think the Yitzhara is the, the this angel sitting on your shoulder, on your left shoulder, telling you so you have to brush him off. But the Yitzhara is anything in this world that holds you back from from serving Hashem, and Part of of of, of pachas kamayim of being uh, tense and being stressed. A very big part of it is not living a healthy lifestyle. Ramila talks about in this booklet. You need to sleep. You sleep eight hours a night. Half of your stress and tension. If you if you sleep, you exercise, you eat. Uh, you're saying before Shalom Bayis. I say this when I learn with Hassan. I say if you eat, you sleep, and you and you uh, and you exercise. You know Shalom Bayis. Issues. You have said something. She said something. The person who's healthy doesn't get stressed, doesn't get anxious. Obviously, to a, to a certain extent, but uh, but but a big part of fighting the Yitzhara is just this: just living healthy. Very interesting. I'm gonna to have to start living healthier. There's a, there's a story in the in the booklet about the bird and the snake. He says there's a certain type of bird in the, in the jungle that that could fly. It's a bird, and there's a snake that sort of hypnotizes the bird. The snake is on the ground, and the bird is on a branch. And the bird looks down, and it it becomes so paralyzed by fear. It's so afraid of the snake that it just drops off the branch and into the snake's waiting mouth and the, and that's how the snake gets to eat the bird and he says that's what the Yitzhar, the Yitzhar is the snake that's what the Yitzhar does to us he makes us so sugar with life you're so stressed out and you're so tense and you and you're afraid and you so you just end up end up falling into the Yitzhar and that's the that's what we're trying to be on guard against don't don't fall for the tricks doing this podcast is very hard for me because uh, all of these haicha uh, thoughts and uh, philosophies. Uh, it's very scary. There's a, there's a lot to uh, there's a lot to live up to with Rebbe Victor.